Uh, this week's uh, parasha is called Metzora, and it, it is connected to last week's parasha when uh, you were introduced to the one who was diagnosed with uh, skin disease, infectious skin disease. Thank you. And um, this week it continues uh, in this vein, metzora is a word, a Hebrew word that is uh, related to tsara'at. It's the same root, tsara'at is leprosy, and, uh, or skin disease of all kinds. And uh, so this week there are really three things. It's about the cleansing of those who were diagnosed last week. So those who were diagnosed with uh, skin disease, the house that had mold in it that uh, needed cleansing, and also the, um, the uh, you know, cleansing of bodily discharge, both for male and female. So these are the three major things that are talked about in this parasha. And it's about the cleansing process. And so how last week our leprous person was uh, set aside, taken out of, uh, of commission for a while. And this week is the checking to make sure that uh, there is cleansing. So what I decided to do is I decided that we were going to act some of it out. With, um, I invited my two rabbis. We haven't rehearsed this. They know they're in for something. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, as I read uh, Leviticus chapter 14, 1 to 20, they're going to act out uh, what's happening. But first, I will introduce you to all the elements that are part of the cleansing process. So one thing that we need are two birds two living birds. <laughs> so we have our two living birds. We also need some um, uh, some wood. And so I brought a, a a piece of wood. This is our cedar, Etz Erez. We also, and then we're going to talk about the symbolism of all these elements at some point, except for the birds, because I'm not sure how they fit in that. But, um, and then we have a scarlet yarn that is uh, brought uh, in order to complete the, uh, the cleansing. And then the hyssop, uh, a clay pot, with water, so we have our clay pot here, and there will be living water flowing in it in a moment, and um, a few other things. <laughs> so we need three, three sheep, two sheep and one lamb. So here's mother sheep, father sheep, and baby sheep, and uh, so we will have the sacrifice take place. And so these, all these elements are required for the cleansing of this skin disease. And so it's interesting as we read, because sometimes we read Leviticus, we read all these details, and we think, why? 
You know, what are all these things doing there and why uh, perform such a ritual in order to bring cleansing? And uh, so I will invite, oh yes, I also have some oil because we need oil. We need soap for the leprous person to be cleansed. This is Japanese cherry blossom. <laughs> a little blood. <laughs> I won't tell you for who. <laughs> and um, so I'm going to ask our two rabbis to come up here because here we have uh, the um, we have the leprous person <laughs> who has been unclean. has been unclean. Yeah, but now finally he's coming to the high priest to check to be checked out and to see if he's ready to go back in the community. And we have our priest who is going to perform uh, the, the 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 cleansing process. So I will read slowly from. Um, from Leviticus 14, and uh, they can, and you have to think about what was going on in the tabernacle and in the temple. I mean, how many times a day did the priest have to go through this? How many people in the whole community of Israel, and if we think of a, you know, if there were a few million people in the wilderness, or there were uh, definitely hundreds of thousands in Israel, uh, how many of them had diseases or had mold in their house or had uh, some sin that they needed uh, uh, to atone for and offer sacrifices for? So the priest was really busy. The priests were busy all the time. There was no such thing as nine to five. Sorry, the doors closed and, and uh, people needed to have access to uh, the process of cleansing all the time. So... A couple of weeks ago, Joanne, I don't know if Joanne is here. Upstairs praying. She's upstairs praying, thank God. And, uh, and go ahead. <laughs> and uh, she talked to us about the meaning of the blood. And we're going to see some of that, a very similar type portion being read to you today. So then Adonai spoke to Moses, saying, This is the Torah of the one with tzara'at, or skin disease, in the day of his cleansing. So he's already been uh, put outside of the community. He should be brought to the priest, the Kohen, and the Kohen is to go to the outside of the camp. The Kohen is to examine him. <laughs> And behold, if the mark of the tzara'at is healed in one with tzara'at, then the Kohen is to command that two clean living birds, cedar wood, scarlet, a scarlet thread, hyssop, be brought for the one being cleansed. The Kohen should command them to kill one of the birds in a clay pot over living water. There we go. You feel guilty? Okay, you'll be cleansed in a minute. Hang in there. 
<laughs> As for the living bird, he is to take it, the cedar wood, the, the scarlet, and the hyssop, and dip them in the living bird, uh, with the living bird, into the blood of the bird that was killed over the living water, into the blood. So there's blood. <laughs> He is to sprinkle on the one being cleansed from the tzara'at seven times and pronu <laughs> pronounce him clean. Then, <laughs> then release the living bird over the open field. <laughs> the one... <laughs> The one to be cleansed, don't make a mistake, don't throw the dead one. <laughs> the one to be cleansed must wash his clothes, shave off his hair. Done. Actually, in the previous chapter, it says in chapter 13, verse 40, if a man's hair has fallen from his head, he is bald. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is bald and he is clean, so you're, you're good. But hang in there, it's not over. <laughs> um, uh, he is to shave off his hair, bathe himself in water. <laughs> when, then he should be clean. After that, he may come into the camp, but he is to dwell outside of his tent for seven days. So he's got gradually coming uh, back in. Then on the seventh day, he is to shave all his hair from his head, his beard, and his eyebrows. <laughs> he must shave off all his hair. He is to wash his clothes and bathe his body in water. Then he will be clean. On the eighth day, he is to take two male lambs without blemish uh, and a one-year-old ewe lamb without blemish, three-tenths of a pint of fine flour as a grain offering mixed with oil. That's the, the flour mixed with oil. Um, and a pint of oil. The Kohen who cleanses him is to set the man who is to be cleansed along with those items before Adonai at the entrance of the tent of meeting. <laughs> the Kohen should then take one of the male lambs and offer it for a trespass offering, which is a, a, an asham actually, it's a guilt offering, with the pint of oil and wave them as a wave offering before Adonai. Then he is to slaughter the male lamb in the place where they slaughter the sin offering and the burnt offering. In the sanctuary area. For the sin offering, like the trespass offering, belong to the Kohen. So we're talking about the, there are three different offerings uh, here uh, mentioned. The, the, uh, the Asham, the guilt offering, so he was guilty. He's in the process of being cleansed. There was Hatat, which is a sin offering, and the Ola, the whole burnt offering that is completely offered uh, to make sure there's no sin left. 
Then the Kohen is to take some of the blood of the trespass offering and dab it on the tip of the right ear of the one being cleansed, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. <laughs> the Kohen should then take some of the pint of oil and pour it into the palm of his left hand, of your own left hand. Yes, so you better put... <laughs> there you go. Yeah, the, the priest had to be in training for a while. <laughs> <laughs> he is to dip his right finger in the oil that is in his left hand and sprinkle some of the oil with his finger seven times before Adonai. <laughs> then the Kohen should dab some of the rest of the oil that is in his hand on the tip of the right ear of the one being cleansed, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot, on top of the blood of the trespass offering. From what remains of the oil that is in his hand, the Kohen is to dab on the head of the one being cleansed. In this way, the Kohen will make atonement for him before Adonai. So he's totally covered. The Kohen should offer the sin offerings. And you have to imagine that people came in the tabernacle looking pretty clean. What did they look like when they left? <laughs> you know, they didn't look exactly the same way. So you could tell who was walking around who had already offered sacrifice and who had not yet who was coming in with their sacrifice. And plus the Kohen, uh, you know, doing this with animal after animal, bird after bird and other things, the blood that was there was, you know, continually flowing. So the, the Kohen should offer the sin offering and make atonement for the one being cleansed because of his uncleanness. Afterward, he is to slaughter the burnt offering. Then the Kohen is to present the burnt offering along with the grain offering, the oil and the flour, on the altar. There it is. So the Kohen should make atonement for him, and he will be clean. Tahor. Tahor, hallelujah. So he is clean, okay? <laughs> Thank you very much. So, woohoo! <laughs> the bird is coming back. <laughs> and as I was looking at this passage, um, you know, a number of things started uh, coming, popping out. First of all, I had to visualize what was going on. And uh, Joanne gave us such a good picture of the, the power of the blood that was shed in times of offering sacrifices. And so we know that life is in the blood. And we know that there is no redemption, no atonement without the shedding of blood. And we know that Yeshua has done this for us. But one of the things that struck me is that it's not only cleansing. First of all, it's a process of uncleanness to cleanness. And everywhere where we have this kind of description, it's always from uncleanness to cleanness. So God wants us clean. 
And so God provided ways constantly to make sure that there was a way to be purified, to be consecrated, to be cleansed from uncleanness. Never the reverse. God never tells you how to get into uh, uncleanness. He always provides a way to be clean from uncleanness. And we read this throughout Leviticus. And, of course, we know, you know, throughout Scripture how God forgives. God, God cleanses us from unrighteousness. God does a, a powerful work in us. But what struck me is that it was not just about the blood. There was blood on, on the right ear, which Joanne really talked about the crown of thorns and how the blood flowed on the head and the face and the, the nail that was piercing he, his hands, whether here or there, uh, with the blood on the thumb, and then his, his feet also nailed to the cross and the blood. So, so Yeshua, we know that he bled to the last drop of blood. There was nothing left. He poured it all for us. But then what happened after? We have the priest who takes the oil. And that all of a sudden, I started seeing that it's not just about being rede redeemed by the, the blood that was shed, but that it's, what does oil represent in Scripture? The anointing, the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, on top, you know, what happens after? We, we become believers we are redeemed, we, our sins are atoned for, but we need to, to walk in the Spirit. We need to seek to constantly to be anointed by the Spirit of God. And so I saw that the, the end is not just uh, in, in, um, in applying the work of Yeshua on the cross with the shed blood, but it's Yeshua sent the Spirit and the Spirit is for us. And I looked at passages where, you know, the significance of oil throughout Scripture in the consecration of the tabernacle. Uh, oil was used for light. There was a special recipe of holy oil to be used in the tabernacle and in the temple. And people were, who were called of God were anointed with oil. We have Aaron, Psalm 133, verse 2. It's like the oil that runs down Aaron's beard, even down to the hem of, hem of his garment. And I love that picture, that it's not the little dabble do you, but it's really the bucket. And so are we seeking the bucket of oil, you know? And instead of, yeah, experience, you know, the Lord here and there. No, I want it all. And uh, so I want to, I want forgiveness all the time. I want to be able to apply the, the, uh, the, the, the blood uh, to be cleansed, but also on top of that, I want to be able to walk by the Spirit of God. So I'm seeking to God so that I can just walk in the ways that he wants us to walk. Samuel, in 1 Samuel 16, uh, Samuel took the horn of oil, which probably was full, and anointed David in the presence of his brothers and said, the Spirit of the Lord came upon David in power. So we need the Spirit of God. After we are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, we need uh, to be anointed and to really walk by the power of the Spirit. Psalm 89, I have found David my servant with my sacred oil. I have anointed him. Solomon, Sadok the priest took the horn of oil from the sacred tent, anointed Solomon. Then they sounded the, the shofar. And so he is anointed. He is an instrument in God's hands. 
And then, uh, you know, it continues the use of oil also in the New Testament where you have Yeshua who uses oil as examples in some of his parables. And so, and whenever uh, Israel disobeyed God, their oil dried up. And there was, you know, there was lack of oil. And so we receive forgiveness, we receive cleansing, but that's really uh, something that, requires the next step, the Spirit of God. And I was, and I'll finish with this, and uh, maybe a little longer than usual, but, um, you know, when you're here every five, six weeks, then you just pre <laughs> 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 preach it. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I was looking at the New Testament and then uh, it connecting it with what uh, Joanne said a couple of weeks ago about the meaning of some of these elements. And uh, in Matthew, when we look at the crucifixion, Matthew 27, I'll read a few verses to you, 27. Then the governor's soldiers took Yeshua into the praetorium, gathered the whole cohort around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe around him. They put a scarlet robe around him. And after bra braiding a crown of thorns, they placed it on his head and put a staff in his hand. And falling on their knees before him, they mocked him and saying, Hail, King of the Jews. They spat on him. What did that mean, that they spat on him? In the portion, Torah portion of today, it talks about if, if an unclean person spits on another person, that person becomes unclean. So they're throwing all the uncleanness they can on Yeshua. And so they led him away and crucified him. And later on in the chapter, in verse 47, it says, When some of those standing there heard it, they began saying, This man is calling Elijah. After he said, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Right away, one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, put it on a stick to give him something to drink. But the rest were saying, leave him alone. <clears throat> and so here we have all these elements that are mentioned in Exodus chapter four, uh, in Leviticus chapter 14. You can connect so many of these things to what we find in the crucifixion. And, uh, and then what happens after? He gives his spirit, uh, he dies, and then what happens? There's Acts 2 coming. Where's the bottle? Acts, Acts 2 is coming. So Acts 2, the outpouring, the, sha the Shavuot, the outpouring of the spirit. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, so it's not over when Yeshua shed his blood then the Spirit has been sent for us to be anointed and to be able to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. So we have been redeemed by the blood of Yeshua. And so now we are responsible to walk by the Spirit and to be filled with the Spirit, be continually filled with the Spirit and seek to constantly be cleansed. So this, this whole passage in Leviticus is about from cleansing, from uncleanness to cleanness. Thank God, God has provided the process. Amen. Yeah.